You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Trying to do our best to uh, help help make you an informed citizen. Uh, a lot of these challenges in healthcare are affecting all of us, and um, this is real stuff. And that's why we try and bring you uh, the best uh, experts across the country, and including our guest today, Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting. Stuart has over 40 years of insurance industry experience in all sorts of facets within the industry. And this week, we're focusing as part of our ongoing series together, healthcare planning for seniors. And the question I brought up last uh, segment as a hypothetical, but something that is real for so many different people. I'm going to the hospital for an elective surgery. Where can I find help with comparing costs for doctors, hospitals, suppliers, and other providers? Stuart, do you have an answer to that question? I think the best site available, particularly for this age segment, is Medicare.gov. What it does is uh, it gives you a list of, of you know the hospitals, nursing homes, home health services, dialysis facilities, doctors and other healthcare professionals, health and drug plans, and where to get uh, covered medical items. It is the best that's out there. However, there are other healthcare comparison sites out there, and I think what the listeners should do is to put in the computer healthcare comparison sites, mm-hmm. and I think you'll find many of them out there, uh, and you just have to, you know, use your judgment in terms of what's the best, what gives you, you know, most coverage for what you're looking to try and, and analyze, but that's the best of what's out there. You think there'll be more in the future? I mean... You think that, do you think, or or I guess, would one of these emerge to be kind of the gold standard of of places for people to go? Well, that's that's a very good question. I think when you look at it, uh, everybody is trying to be, you know, the the site of the day. But I think it all starts with uh, Medicare.gov. Mm-hmm. It is the most authoritative. Uh, it covers many many sub areas. And you can certainly use that as a takeoff point. And again, if you plug in uh, healthcare comparison sites, the web will give you a lot of other sites. But you'll find several of them are duplicated, you know, from from the the government site. Well, and I think too, aren't they grabbing the same data? In that, uh, a lot of these price yeah, comparison yeah. sites are just grabbing data from Medicare. Yeah, they're they're grabbing Medicare uh, claims data. Which okay. is readily available, uh, you know, as as public information. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing I would argue that the Obama administration did that was good to uh, help healthcare was publishing this data. And I know they did that about five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, making this available to the public. And that's kind of yep. what's really spawned this. And if you remember before that, the the famous report of the Dartmouth Atlas showing that um, Medicare costs, which is the same program for everybody, costs uh, twice as much in certain parts of the country. Like uh, Miami costs twice as much as Minneapolis, Minnesota, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've had some some really good studies over the year. You know, the Rand study certainly was the granddaddy of all of this, and the whole uh, the whole premise right now is transparency, giving the public access to what costs really are, 
you know, coming behind, you know, the closed door to see what all the sub costs are of medical care. So they, so the public can really make, you know, a judgment as to uh, what's right for them. Could you imagine shopping for a car without um, having the price information out there? Just, well, I'm just going to go to this car dealership and get this car from this people. I mean, I, it just it, it, bog- it boggles my mind that healthcare yeah. there's no option to sh- shop around, but we do. I, health or but, car seem like the best do. example for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but but we do today, Sean. Yeah, yep. So this is uh, so it's just a matter of educating the people and knowing that they're aware aware that these things are are um, mm-hmm. out there. Um, what about as a senior? Um, other coverages uh, that are available. You hit on concierge medicine. Is telemedicine something that might fit into this category? Uh, it would, but that's not available on an individual basis. That is something that you find on a on a group basis. Uh, but let me answer the question. Um, in addition to MedSups, uh, other coverages available are final expense, long term care, hospital indemnity cancer and critical illness, and also dental plans. Uh, those are some additional uh, entities, obviously, that seniors uh, should look into and, and look to cover for themselves because that's not covered by Medicare. Uh, retirees transferring into Medicare, they're often surprised to learn that the program does not cover routine dental care. Uh, overall, 40% of the 65-plus population today has some form of, of dental care because they're aware that it's, you know, that it's not available inside of Medicare. Mm. And there was a, a study last year that the mean expense for Americans over age 65 for their dental care was $870 across the country. Mm. That's still, you know, when you look at that, that type of medical expense, it's still a big number in relation to, you know, other out-of-pocket expenses for that sure. population group. You mentioned a hospitalization plan. You think that could really come in and, and be of value to uh, to some folks? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the out-of-pocket expense, uh, you know, and, and there's a program that we'll devote, I guess, uh, next time or a time after, to Medicare Advantage, Medicare SUPS. Medicare in general will pay for roughly 80% of charges out there for for uh, you know healthcare expenses, so the question is, what do you do, you know, for the other out-of-pocket expenses that you're going to incur? Mm-hmm. You have to look for somewhere for that additional help. Yeah. Yep. Well, what else can I use for my out-of-pocket expenses? Um, are, are they deductible, for example? Well, again, uh, some of the folks have come from employer groups where they had health savings accounts. And although after age 65 they can't continue to contribute to it, they have some of those funds that have been built up over the years. That is a, that is a pot of dollars that they can go to for that expense. One other area that I'm seeing a lot, and I've certainly used it with clients, is the ability to buy a type of annuity that will take care of and help uh, out-of-pocket uh, medical expenses. Oh, really? What what kind of annuity is that? It's a it's a it's a structured annuity, and uh, you can put in there uh, as as little as five hundred dollars, uh, and a maximum of um, of about seventy five hundred dollars over a period of time. Mm-hmm. But again, it's earmarked for your out of pocket expenses that Medicare doesn't pay. That's a good strategy, though. 
I think uh, as people are going into, uh, you mentioned HSAs. Is, is there a maximum? I mean, can no, is there a limit that they can grow to, or is it just a limit that they can be that you can contribute? Well, the the limits are are there every year, and and for those people that are still under sixty five, but are aging into sixty five, if they have the availability of an HSA, my suggestion is put in the maximum that you can, because uh, you know people that are in the prior years, 55, you know, 55 and above, can put in an additional $1,000 contribution over and above the yearly limits for health savings accounts. Okay. And, and can and you... that's uh, something that they should do. Can you uh, share with the listeners again what those uh, limits are? I, I don't happen to have that, that okay. handy, Sean. Okay. All right. Well, we'll put that on our website. But th- this is something... And do you think HSAs under this new administration will be changed or improved? I think you're going to find it one of uh, one of Trump's uh, hot buttons. Uh, you're going to see a lot more going back to a lot more evidence of consumer-driven health plans, and along with those kind of plans, uh, you always look for a support mechanism, which are either health savings accounts, uh, health reimbursement accounts, or flex spending accounts. So yeah, the answer to the question is you're going to see this uh, with new. Uh, emphasis uh, in the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today, for sure, Stuart. Thanks so much for your time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Any Happy uh, to be here. Any final final uh, comments before we uh, let you go? Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that might help is medical tourism, and medical tourism uh, possibly looking into Puerto Rico, which is a favorite destination because it's a U.S territorial region okay great we will uh we'll, we'll cover some more on medical tourism in the future episodes of the show Stuart, thanks again we will talk to you soon and to you my loyal listeners i very much appreciate you taking the time to listen to us find us online on soundcloud at the beginning on monday talk to you then bye omaha's stimulating conversation this is news talk 1290 K-O-I-L.